today on the Beginner Photography Podcast. If you are learning archery and you don't know where the target is, it's going to be pretty hard to hit it. You're just going to be spinning <laughs> around, firing it well, and your chances of actually hitting the target are going to be really difficult. Whereas if you know where it is, you know how to focus and actually do the work that's going to get you clients. Whereas if you're trying to appease everyone, I mean, not even Apple can do that. I know people that hate Apple and Apple has literally all the money in the world. Yeah, right. <laughs> hey guys, Raymond here from the Beginner Photography Podcast. I am back and today we are talking about finding your ideal client. Let's get into it. Welcome to the Beginner Photography Podcast with Raymond Hatfield, the podcast dedicated to interviewing world-class photographers to ask them the questions you want answered. Whether you want to be the world's best wedding photographer, family photographer, pet photographer, or you just want to take better photos of your kids growing up, we will get you to start taking better photos today. Here with you as always, husband, father, home brewer, LA Dodgers fan, and award-winning Indianapolis wedding photographer, Raymond Hatfield. Hey guys, oh my gosh, I'm so excited to be here today with you all. It has been uh, a month, it has been a month since we had our last interview and Oh, so much has so much has happened within that month. I cannot I cannot believe it. So first off, um, we we finally well, the house was sold. Our old house had been sold for a while, but we finally closed on the new house, and we're in. We are in. Oh my gosh, it has been it is the most insane roller coaster uh, of emotions that I've ever gone through in my life to purchase this house. And it wasn't necessarily the house's problem or, you know, the, the buyer of our old house. It's just the whole, the whole process of buying a house is, 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 it's the worst. It's the worst. I mean, I could imagine that there would be few things worse than having to purchase a house, you know, because you get so excited. You're like, oh, this is it. This is the house for us. It has everything that we want. It's got a big backyard. It's got an office space so that I don't have to run a podcast out of a bedroom with a bed in the back that I sleep in every night. It's got everything, right? Let's get it. Oh, wait, we have to jump through a trillion hoops. Oh, wait, it's going to take three months to get in the house. Oh, now we have home inspections. Oh, and there's a few things that the people could fix. And we got to ask them for that. Oh, they only want to fix half of them. Oh, so now we have to come back with a counteroffer. What are we doing? I don't even want to be in this house anymore. <sighs> but all of it... Um, I would say it's worth it because you know we truly love the house. It's uh, it's it's going to fit our family so much better than the old house did. Uh, but it's been really sad because our son, who is four years old, um, is just now old enough to like really start having friends, I guess. And at the old house, we had a little neighbor girl who was three years old, and they would play all the time. So now, you know, every night before we go to bed, am I going to see my friends tomorrow? And it just. It just breaks my heart every single time. It's so sad. But I know that obviously this is the right decision for the family. And I think that I was his age when I moved into the house that we uh, that I ended up growing up in. And um, it all worked out. It all worked out, you know. So 
I'm happy. But again, um, you know, from everything, it, the whole moving process has completely destroyed my workflow, right? My, I don't want to say my work ethic because it hasn't destroyed my work ethic, but before we we went through the whole moving process, you know, Mondays, I had a set of things that I did every single Monday. Every Monday was like my admin day. That's where I update my mileage. That's where I do my books. That's where I check in on, you know, my Facebook ads and schedule out posts. And on Tuesdays, that's when I write and create blogs and, you know, work on, you know, the more of the creative side of things. Wednesday is video creation. Thursday is when I focus on the podcast, edit up episodes. Friday is when I train. It's called my training day when I work on new uh, techniques and tactics. Saturday, that's my family day. That's when we all hang out and focus 100% on family. Sunday, again, that's my scheduling day where I look at the bigger picture. That's where I look at six months from now, where do I want to be and how do I get there? Um, and this whole moving process has destroyed all of it. All of it. I'm telling you, I I have to answer my emails when I can on my phone, which I absolutely hate. So now I'm just trying to catch up and move forward and look to the future while at the same time still being a husband, a father, a wedding photographer and putting together everything. The office here and all my work has kind of been put on the back burner. And, you know, I say that like it's a bad thing, but at the same time I work from home and that's I have to step back and think like this is this is why. I like working from home. This is the luxury, is that if I need a day off, I can do that. So at, on one hand, it's hard, but on the other hand, it's it's what I got into this for. It's what, like, it's what I enjoy most. So I want to know, how, how do you stay on track? Do you have any daily habits that you follow to make sure that your goals are accomplished? Um, I want you to let me know in the Beginner Photography Podcast Facebook group. Um, and if you're not a part of it, which should be, you're totally missing out, head over to facebook.com forward slash beginner photography podcast and then just shoot me a message letting me know that you want to be part of the group and I will send you a link right away. I do this because I don't want just any Joe Schmo. Joe Schmo, is that right? Joe, Joe Schmo? John Doe? John Smith? Whatever. I just don't want any random person coming into the group and, um, you know, not having any um, intention of contributing or any intention of helping others grow. Uh, so I, I make you jump through a hoop and it's worth it. I'm telling you. So again, head over to beginner for facebook.com forward slash beginner photography podcast. Shoot me a message. Let me know that you want to be a part of the group and I will send you a message right away with a link. So let's go ahead and get into today's guest. Uh, today's guest is well known to wedding professionals because she hosts a very popular podcast. Um, so you, chances are you know who she is. Today, she's going to be helping everyone regardless of what it is that you shoot or what it is that you do because she also helps out you know, wedding planners, um, anybody, any wedding professional. Um, but today I ask all the photography-related questions um, and it doesn't matter what type of photography that you're into. You don't have to just shoot weddings. You could be shooting families or pets. Um, and she really helps figure out who your ideal client is so that you can market to them better and ultimately be happier and, um, you know, enjoy working so much more. So let's go ahead and get into today's interview. 
Today's guest helps overwhelmed wedding professionals succeed in their businesses. Today, she's going to help answer one of the most important questions photographers can ask, which is, who is my ideal client? She's also the host of the fantastic Evolve Your Wedding Business podcast, Heidi Thompson. Heidi, thank you for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Absolutely. So, uh, again, thank you for coming on the podcast. So, aside from hosting your own podcast, which is extremely successful, and I enjoy listening to it every single week, what are other job titles that you have? Hey, Raymond here. If you're sometimes baffled by which camera settings to use, then I've got just the thing for you. My free guide, Picture Perfect Camera Settings. It's a fantastic starting point for anybody eager to understand the basics of camera settings in various shooting scenarios. And it's tailored to beginners who want to get out of auto mode, providing clear, easy to follow suggestions on where to start with your settings. So whether you're capturing a stunning landscape or a family portrait, Picture Perfect Camera Settings will help you to get off of automatic mode and explore the possibilities your camera offers. Remember, mastering photography settings is a journey, and this guide is your first step. And the perfect resource to guide you towards finding the right settings for your style. So grab your copy today at perfectcamerasettings.com and start your journey to better photos. Oh boy. Well, first of all, I have to point out, you've been on it. And your listeners should definitely go listen to that because that's super helpful for photographers. My other job titles are business and marketing strategists for wedding professionals, general marketing geek, and now author, which I'm really excited about. <laughs> Lots of big things coming your way. What does it mean to be a marketing strategist for wedding professionals? What I'm really focused on with the people that I work with is the big picture. So the strategy, and that isn't just, okay, what can we do on Instagram to bring more people in? It's, you know, the overall picture of how do all of these different pieces work together in order to build the business that you want. Gotcha. So like, like what are, what are some examples that you could give? I guess you just talked about Instagram right there. Are you talking, you know, we need to be in all these places or, or what's, what's something that a lot of, um, a lot of your clients, what are some of the uh, repeating mistakes that a lot of your clients make when you first uh, talk to them? Doing all the things is definitely one of them. And because I get it, like you hear all this advice, you hear colleagues and you listen to podcasts and it's like, oh, do this. Oh, do that. But it completely depends on who you're talking to and who you're trying to attract. And that can definitely help focus what you should be spending your time and money on, because there's really no shortage of things that you can be doing. It's just a matter of do those things actually make a difference in your business? That's a big question. That's something that I struggle with a lot. You know, like you just talked about being everywhere, is something that everybody wants to do. Everybody knows that they have to be on Facebook. Everybody knows that they should be on Instagram and Pinterest. Um, are there any other social media platforms or just anywhere else that, that you think people should be and or where they should stop wasting their time? I mean, I think for social media, you have to be really cognizant of who you're reaching. So if you know that the people that you want to reach are heavy Instagram users, then yeah, that makes total sense. 
What might make less sense is giving equal time to that Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Snapchat. It's a lot easier to focus on what is really working for you or what you believe will work for you because it's really hard to test, you know, like a million different things at once. It's a lot easier to focus and really hone in on you know, one or a couple of different things. So definitely for social media, that's a great way to focus. Um, one other thing I see is advertising. A lot of people will just try to advertise everywhere and hope that someone sees them. But again, you really have to ask yourself, first of all, are my people here? Is this the kind of blog, the kind of platform, you know, whatever it is, that you're advertising on, are they even going to be here? And then how are you going to know whether you got results or not? And that can be as simple as directing them to a specific page on your site. And I do this all the time. I'll just clone a page and change the URL so that I know exactly where people are coming from. So oh, I see. for instance, yeah, yeah. So I could have like my website slash um, rock and roll bride. And that takes people to like a specific landing page or something like that for a blog ad. So then you know very easily looking at that where you got traffic from, where you didn't. And then you can, you know, follow people along the pipeline asking them where they found you. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's smart. I think that that is uh, that's definitely a, a next level tactic right there is changing up some URLs and trying to, um, uh, uh, you know, decipher where everybody's coming from. However, it's extremely important because if you find out somehow that all of your traffic is coming from this one blog that, you know, maybe you don't spend a lot of time on. Now you can spend more time on that blog and uh, hopefully get more results. So that, that, that is important. So you mentioned a little bit right there about um, figuring out where your, um, I guess, in, in, let's just talk about families, okay? Let's talk about for family photographers out there. We're gonna uh -huh. use the family photographer as an example today. Um, family photographers, typically market to, you know, moms, somebody with kids. So when you talk about an ideal client, shouldn't that just be moms with kids? Is that, is that enough? That's a good question. And the problem with that and, you know, the typical ideal client exercise that you'll see is that's where it guides you to. And that sounds good, but really when you think about it, does that give you any information about what to do, how to spend your time, what to say to these people, because all you have to do is meet two moms to know that there are very different kinds of moms in the world. That's absolutely true. And thinking about, you know, moms, that is a huge, huge slice of the population anywhere in the world. And thinking about, okay, who is this mom? What does this mom do? either for work or in her own life. Maybe she doesn't work. Maybe she's a stay-at-home mom. Those are different things. Her hobbies, her interests. She is a whole human being outside of the mom that we're marketing to. And I think that's what we often forget. And I see this a lot in the wedding industry is I see people marketing to brides. But yes, that is a role 
that someone fills. And yes, being a mom is a very important role, but it doesn't encapsulate everything about you. Yeah, I could see how a uh, stay-at-home mom of maybe two kids would be an entirely different person and into completely different things than, say, uh, the more career-driven mom um, who obviously loves their kids still, but also finds fulfillment in maybe a nine-to-five career or, you know, working themselves up a ladder. Um, So what sorts of things can you do to – well, I guess the bigger question is how do you know which one is best for you? It's the million dollar question. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, <laughs> and a lot of it is personal preference. I mean, who do you like working with? Or if you haven't worked with anyone, who do you think that you'll like working with? And by the way, it is totally fine to choose someone that you think you like working with, decide you hate them and change it. Yeah. <laughs> that's totally okay. Yeah, that's important to know too. <laughs> yeah. And it helps it helps inform what you do like because you learn what you don't like. But don't feel like this is one of those decisions that when you make it you can never go back. You can never change. But if you do have clients you can draw on starting by thinking through who they are as actual people. When you've talked, what is their personality like? Because I want to guide people to thinking more along the lines of how would you describe this person to a friend of yours? You wouldn't say like, she's a mom within 50 miles of my city (laughs) between 25 and 45. You know, how would you actually describe this person? And the reason why I'm so focused on that is because we make purchasing decisions based on our values, based on our personal interests and likes and dislikes. And I mean, even when you, where you grocery shop is probably informed by this. It's what brands make you feel good? What brands make you feel gross? So peeps. it's really... The answer is peeps. Peeps make everybody feel gross. <laughs> I hate... Oh, gosh. I can't stand anybody who enjoys peeps. If you enjoy peeps and you listen to this podcast, just turn it off right now. <laughs> They're so weird. (laughs) (laughs) I just alienated like 90% of the world's population, but that's okay. Because that's my ideal listener right there. Somebody who doesn't. A non-peep. Yeah. (laughs) So we'll go from there. (laughs) So yeah, thinking through who they are as a person, because the things that they enjoy are going to inform their decisions. You know, if they're super outdoorsy, that's going to inform everything. You know, that's going to inform where they shop for their groceries. You know, they probably aren't going to buy a lot of mass produced plastic stuff. It's going to inform who they work with in every facet of the types of people that they hire. Because, I mean, you've probably had this feeling, Raymond, where you, you go to a website and it's like, oh yes, you totally get me. You know what I'm all about. We're on the same page here. We could probably hang out. Oh, yes. Yeah, I could I could name it uh, a million times over that that happens to me quite often. Yeah. And it's really, really important because we make connections with people, not with businesses. And unless you have a way to make a connection with someone, then you're you're just pretty much looking at services and price. There are two ways to bring home more money with your photography business. You either get more clients or you spend less of the money that you make. CloudSpot Studio helps you keep more of what you earn. 
With the lowest payment processing fees in the industry, the average photographer will save $300 annually. And that's just more money to invest in essential gear, like a new flash or a sweet camera bag. You know, one that is perfect for storing all of the wedding day snacks that you can pack. But it's not just about savings. CloudSpot Studio is designed to streamline your workflow. Easily organize shoots, send contracts, questionnaires, invoices, and you're really going to enjoy the hassle-free payments. So sign up for a free CloudSpot account at deliverphotos.com and... As a bonus, you're going to get access to my exclusive wedding and portrait contracts and questionnaires at no additional cost. Why let fees chip away at your profits? Empower your photo journey with CloudSpot and watch your business soar. Yeah, so I guess when we get back to um, picking between two different people, right? A lot of uh, beginners, if they reach out to me and they ask me questions, you know, um, one of the things that I try to stress is finding some sort of ideal client, finding somebody who uh, you're going to relate to, finding somebody who you are going to enjoy working with. And I would say that the number one uh, rebuttal back from all of them is, well, aren't I leaving a ton of people on the table that I'm just kind of targeting out? Say, if if I think that I would enjoy working with um, the mom who stays at home with her kids, what's wrong with working somebody who is, you know, the corporate nine to five, loves doing that? Why would I alienate them and potentially, you know, lose out on money as well? So there's a couple things I want to point out here. And yeah, that was kind of long winded. I apologize. <laughs> no, no, no. That's good. Uh, so with those two people, if you've worked with them or if you know people like that, if you're friends with people like that specifically, chances are they're going to have some things in common. And just because their work status is different doesn't mean that they're really all that different when it comes to the kind of person that they are. And that's, that's the thing that drives me nuts about demographics, because then we focus so much on this. Oh, nope, she's a lawyer or a doctor. Has to be a lawyer or a doctor. <laughs> right. And really, you're marketing more to personalities. But to get to your question about is that cutting off a large part of the market. So you have to think of your marketing like a magnet. And you can't just have a magnet that attracts anything. You have to point it in a certain direction or it's not going to attract anything because it's it's not charged. There's no reason for anything to be pulled to it. And another example I used in the book is if you are learning archery and you don't know where the target is. It's going to be pretty hard to hit it. You're just going to be spinning <laughs> around, firing it well. And your chances of actually hitting the target are going to be really difficult. Whereas if you know where it is, you know how to focus and actually do the work that's going to get you clients. Whereas if you're trying to appease everyone, I mean, not even Apple can do that. I know people that hate Apple and Apple has literally all the money in the world yeah, right. to spend. <laughs> more than the United States. <laughs> right, right. More that they could spend on marketing to everyone if they wanted to. But the fact of the matter is you can't 
have someone feel really strongly that they really, really love you. If you don't also have people who feel eh, not for me, like, for example, people think everybody loves chocolate. I think chocolate is the most disgusting thing on earth. Whoa, disgusting. That's a strong word. That's impressive. I don't know what's wrong with my taste buds. It tastes horrible to me. (laughs) There is nothing that everybody's just like, yeah. This is the perfect thing. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Hey, Raymond here, and we are going to get back to today's show in just a moment. You know, one comment that I hear often from new photographers is that they want to use their photography to give back by charging affordable prices. Now, I love the nobility of the Beginner Photography Podcast community for that. But quickly, I see those same photographers saying, you know, that they feel burnt out in photography just a few months later. How can you give back when you yourself are burnt out? You can't. Now, photography is not a necessity, and therefore, by definition, photography is a luxury. When you realize that and you start charging and bringing in more money consistently, well, imagine how much more of an impact you can make on your community. Let me show you the step-by-step roadmap absolutely free. This is how I can help make an impact. You can head over to firstphotoclient.com and download my free guide that has everything that you need to start charging for your work and get your first photo client. Now, again, that is firstphotoclient.com. Start making an impact by this weekend. Now, let's get back to today's interview. Um, And, you know, it's funny that you say that as long as there's been, you know, two of anything, there's always been debates, whether it be between PC and Mac or, you know, still getting technical between iPhones and Android phones or apparently chocolate and, you know, whatever else there is besides chocolate, I guess. I don't know. I don't really pay attention. But, um, yeah, so uh, when it comes to um, figuring out what your ideal person would like and finding those similarities um do you have any tips for trying to figure out what those similarities are or is it again just just trying to figure out their personality and going from there so there's definitely the piece of figuring out their personality and if you have worked with people just taking some time you know write down these people's names Think about who they were and start writing these things down. And you'll probably start to see some patterns between them because you're probably already attracting a certain type of person unintentionally. I do that all the time. People all the time come up to me and I'm like, I don't know who you are. So like what sorts of things should we be writing down if we just think of two two different people? Say I have um, Sarah and uh, Jessica, let's just say. What, what two things should I be trying to find in common between these two? So I would look at them and keep in mind, whole people. We're thinking about them as whole people. So even something as simple as how do they dress? What brands would you think and we can investigate this further, but what brands off the top of your head would you think they'd be really into? What are they really into? Maybe you've had conversations about hobbies or what they're doing for a honeymoon or at the weekend for, you know, if you're doing a family shoot, how their family spends time together. You know, really just dissecting those little personality traits about them is really, really helpful. And then, If you have people that you've worked with, and even if you don't, we can get into finding people for this. 
it's really incredibly helpful to interview them and listen to them because they have all the information you need to work with more people just like them. So you literally like say that I worked with both Sarah and Jessica before. I literally give them a call and be like, "Hey, uh, remember your your wedding photographer? Yeah, that's me. So um, can we hang out over some coffee? And can I ask you a few questions? And and then they say yes, and then that and then then we go from there. I would email them personally, but yeah, okay. Well, yeah, okay. any way of communication. <laughs> yeah, I always approach it with flattery, and that works, and that's worked for my clients. So if you say look, I really, really loved working with you. And if I could work with more people like you, if I could clone you, I'd be the happiest person on earth. So could we uh, set up a time for a call or I'll buy you a drink or coffee? And I just love to ask you some questions so I can find out more about you so I can attract more people like you. That's super smart. I am definitely going to do that. Because um, you're like, things? yeah, I'm yeah. special. <laughs> <laughs> and it makes sense, too. You know, I mean, if somebody gave me that call, I'd be like, I will definitely go and grab a coffee with you. Um, so what are some things that we should be focusing on uh, about their personality when we do meet? Ask them about brands you talked about. Is, is there anything else? Yeah. Yeah. And I think the brands are the brand piece is important mm -hmm. because that gives you another place to look. So if you know, for example, that, you know, I, I spoke on this topic and actually someone who was there said that they had noticed that all of their planning clients were really into Kate Spade bags. This one specific designer, they all love this brand which is really interesting because then that can help you with your aesthetic, even if it's you just look at, okay, they use very clean lines or the colors that they use in their marketing, the way that they talk about their products, because these brands have spent a lot of money doing research into the values of this person. So the way that they talk about a purse that you're willing to spend hundreds or thousands of dollars on is going to give you a lot of insight into what works for this kind of a person and just the general, the general brand personality. So if you find that your person is very, is like much more simple kinds of brands, much more no frills, just get to the point kind of stuff. Well, then that tells you how to communicate to them and how to talk in a way that's going to attract more of them. When I say talk, I mean, you know, your website copy as well. Whereas if you're trying to attract someone who's really into designer brands, you know, that the context there is just different. The way, you know, you're going to talk to your grandma versus your best friend is just different. No, not and, me. What's <laughs> up, awesome. grandma? Yeah. <laughs> And it's just context. So the brands are a really important piece. And I find that asking questions, especially if they've worked with you, about why they decided to work with you instead of someone else, why they decided on the package that they decided on. And then you may need to dig a little bit deeper on that. And that's what's really great about having these conversations either in person or on the phone is if someone says, well, I wanted this for this reason, you could say, okay, that's interesting. Why does that matter to you? 
And you may find that your assumptions about their motivations are incorrect. Like I know, for example, assumption that wedding planners make across the board is that their clients don't have time to plan their weddings and they're saving them time. That is sometimes not the case. Sometimes they just want a wedding that's better than their friends. And, <laughs> and they don't want to spend gonna the know time. how to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, and also I don't want to do it. <laughs> so you do it. So the way that you are going to communicate with someone who has that kind of motivation is very different. Yeah. Like I personally would never want to work with a bride who said, I just want wedding photos that are better than my friends because I would know immediately that, uh, you know what, she's not the bride for me. If, if that is 100% what she's focused on, because at her wedding day, my ideal client, I want them to completely forget about me and I want them to focus on the loved ones who maybe have come from near and far, spend time with them. And I want her time with me to be very minimal. I want to stay in the background yeah. and get those shots for her so that once again, she could enjoy the time that she's spending with everybody else. So if, if somebody, yeah, if somebody said, yeah, I just want the best photos. I want like a five hour portrait session in my wedding. I'd be like, let me give you a phone number for a few other photographers because I am not the photographer for you. And, you know, bringing up what you talked about earlier, the reason why finding brands is important is like you said, they spend so much money on marketing because most of these companies, they're big publicly ran companies. They have to spend a lot of money on advertising and they have to know who it is that they're marketing to to be able to get people to continue coming in through the door. Just kind of piggyback on that, right? They did all the hard work. You can just come along and kind of, I don't want to say take the credit for it, but uh, ride on the coattails and uh, reap the benefits for sure. And that's that's so smart. So now that we have um, kind of a, I don't know, a notepad or a sheet of who our ideal client is, somebody who's into this brand, they like spending their free time this way. Now, what do we do with this information? Really good question. And you, the way that you implement it is going to differ based on the platform. So I would start with your website and reading through your website are you speaking this person's language? Because another really important reason why you want to speak to them as opposed to have them like fill out a survey. And by the way, you can interview your friends who you think would be that perfect ideal client. If you have past clients, go for it. But if you don't, you can absolutely tap into people who you feel like are kind of the archetype of that personality. So, Reading through that and asking yourself as you're reading through it, does this make sense? Does this align and speak to the person that I'm talking to? Or am I talking about a feature, a benefit, something that I thought was important to them that I was actually totally off base on? Or am I talking to them in a very... Um, like frou-frou, lots of like, this is a luxury way right. that we're going to speak. <laughs> and they're not, they don't talk like that. Even if like they're spending a ton of money on their wedding, that doesn't necessarily mean that they talk like a perfume ad. Yeah, that's absolutely true. So making sure that those pieces connect. And it also informs the kinds of things that you're going to write about on your blog, that you're going to share on social media, because you know what their interests are, you know what their values are. And if, for instance, you find out that you have a lot of 
really outdoorsy type people, for instance. Maybe you've got some climbers, maybe some hikers, people who just generally like to be outdoors. That's going to inform the type of photos that you share. That's going to inform the type of content that isn't yours that you share. And the kinds of posts that you write are going to be things like maybe how to incorporate pieces of that into your wedding or how to make sure you look really amazing in outdoor photos because that's a very different situation than being indoors and, you know, quelling any fears that they have about that and being, you know, like in natural light. Yeah, I think somebody who would like being outdoors, likes camping, likes kayaking and stuff, they're not really going to care about things like, um, you know, how to pick the perfect uh, table settings for your uh, reception. However, that doesn't mean that they aren't willing to spend, um, uh, I guess, the amount of money that, that you think they would on their wedding so uh I've, I've also ran into that a lot and i think that i personally struggled with that in the beginning as well you kind of talked about that i i i feel like i talk to a lot of adventurous outdoorsy type people who like to try new things and go completely against the norm and I, one of the first times where i brought that up to my wife one of her biggest concerns was that, well, maybe these people don't value their wedding as much as, you know, the couple who wants to get married at the Four Seasons or, you know, another couple who is willing, willing to spend the same uh, amount of money who could afford uh, to shoot to, ha to hire me as a wedding photographer. But I mean, I can tell you firsthand that that's absolutely not the case. Absolutely at all. And having um, the ideal client. Um, avatar, I guess, in my head, knowing who they are, know how to talk to them has been so important to be able to find the right couples just for me. And as a benefit on their wedding day, like I'm having a blast. I get along great with these people. I never have to worry about stepping on any toes because I can just be me because that's who I am um, on all of my social media outlets and even on my blog. So that when it comes time for me to be there in person with them, it's like we're already friends, which is just so incredible. Heidi, you talked about so much today about finding the ideal client, and yet I feel like we only barely, 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 barely scratched the surface. Uh, you mentioned that now you are an author. Can you talk about your newest endeavor here and where all of our listeners can find it? Yes. So I wrote a book because I find that about 90% of the questions that people come to me with or problems they, you have to trace it back to the ideal client. And a lot of people get stuck in these demographics. So I put the process that I work with my clients on into book form. And it's called Clone Your Best Clients, How to Take the Guesswork Out of Your Marketing and Attract More Ideal Clients. I'm so excited to That's share it with you. That's such a great title. That is such a great title. It says exactly what everybody wants to hear. Well, thanks, because that's a whole arduous thing, figuring out titles. <laughs> I love it. I think it's great. I think it's great. Uh, let people know uh, when they can find it and where they can get it. Yeah. So the book publishes on May 9th and actually between May 9th and May 12th, you can get the Kindle version for just 99 cents. That is incredible. <laughs> and on top of that, if you buy either version by the 23rd of May and just forward me your receipt, I'm hosting a reader Q&A 
because I want to make sure that you, you know exactly what you have to do to implement this in your business. And I get there are probably going to be some questions along the way. So if you go to evolveyourweddingbusiness.com slash clone, that will direct you to the Amazon page where you can pick up either the Kindle or the paperback version. Man, to have not only all of that information and having the webinar afterwards where people can ask live questions uh, about the book to go deeper into it, figure out more, for just 99 cents if they wanted to get the Kindle version is is insane. I will definitely be picking <laughs> up a copy myself, and I'm sure that there will be listeners who will as well. So Heidi, I will be putting the link to that in the show notes as well. So if anybody listening, they can go straight to the show notes and find it there, as well as I'm telling all the listeners, listen to Heidi's podcast, the Evolve Your Wedding Business podcast. It's not all about photographers, but I'm telling you, you pick up something from every single episode that I have implemented into my business, and it has, uh, it's, it's been incredible. So Heidi, I thank you for that. Thank you. That's so kind. And you guys go listen to Raymond's episode. <laughs> He's, he fought me on it, but I got him on and it, it, it's great. It, it's really good. It is. It's, uh, I hate to toot my own horn. It turned out way better than I expected. So, yeah, if anybody wants to check it out as well, be sure to head over to EvolveYourWeddingBusiness.com uh, forward slash podcast. Is that right? Yeah. Perfect. Um, again, I will put the links in the show notes as well as, Heidi, why don't you let everybody know about your awesome Facebook group as well that I'm also a member of and I, I truly enjoy being a member of it as well. Yeah, sure. So we have this Facebook group. It's all sorts of different types of wedding and event professionals. So there's lots of photographers in there, planners, stationers. There's tons of people. There's over 2000 people in there right now. And it's a really great place to, you know, share, to ask questions and to meet some people that you might not normally get to meet or talk to so that you actually have that kind of sounding board. Yeah, like an example just for myself is that a few, uh, two months ago, I was coming out with a, uh, a Facebook video ad that I wanted to do, but it was very high risk, high reward, and I needed a copywriter, and I don't know any copywriter, so I reached out in your group, and almost right away, you gave an incredible suggestion, and uh, the ad turned out incredible. I'm so happy about it, and that's, like you said, it's just one thing that, you know, normally I wouldn't know these people, but because of the group, and because it's not all photographers, which is what I love, there's a wider range of people to uh, reach out from and learn from. So Heidi, again, thank you for not only the Facebook group and the podcast, but thank you so much for coming on today and talking about your ideal client. Like I said, I'm super excited to uh, get the book and I'm also excited to be in the webinar and continue to ask more questions. So thank you so much for coming on, Heidi. Thanks for having me. Woo-wee. Guys, holy cow. I... I'm so excited. I'm so excited for Heidi's uh, Heidi's book. It is going to be one of the... I mean, okay, here's the thing. I totally got ahead of myself right there. When it comes to putting together things like your ideal client, you can find a million lists online of how to find your ideal client. Um, trust me, I've, I've looked. You know, it's important to know. It's super important to know. So I've looked and all of them are like a blog post or a one-page PDF that is smaller than a blog post or just some tips and the fact that Heidi wrote a book it's an actual book it's a paperback book 
It's a it's on it's printed on paper. Um, it's going to be real and it's going to be impressive. And I am looking forward to getting a copy for myself. And uh, you know what? I didn't even mention the Heidi, but I just thought of this right now off the cuff. I am going to give away a copy of her book to one lucky listener. So um, we're going to figure out how to do that next week. Uh, like I said, I just thought of this on the spot. We're going we're gonna to figure this out. But if you want to know how to win and you want to get yourself a copy of that book, be sure to listen to next week's episode where I'm going to mention. Um, I'm going to give you all the details on how you can win it because it, it really is going to help. It really is going to help. But the thing is, is that you have to put in the work and you have to know who your client is because... I mean, sure, you could not be marketing to this person and only be marketing to this person. And sure, maybe there's a few people over here who you would like working with. But the point of this is to find your right client so that you're happier, so that you enjoy what you do more, so that these people enjoy working with you the most, so that they tell all of their like-minded friends about you and it continues to bring you business. It's very important. Every company does this. Every single person could walk into a Target and buy toilet paper or into a Walmart and buy toilet paper. But Walmart and Target market to people completely differently than each other. That doesn't mean that you're taking people out of the equation. It just means that you're telling the people who you're perfect for that you are perfect for them. And Heidi's book is going to help you out with that. So like I said, I'm going to be buying myself a copy and I'm also going to be buying one of you a copy and have it shipped directly to you so that you can grow and learn. So next week, find out on the podcast how you can win it. Guys, that's all that I got for this episode. Again, if you want to join the Facebook group, head over to facebook.com forward slash beginner photography podcast. Shoot me a message and I will let you into the group. I cannot wait for next week. Until then, I will see you guys. Get out there, start shooting, enjoy what you do. Get out there, love it. I love you guys and I will see you next week. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the beginner photography podcast be sure to join the conversations on facebook and instagram and if you want any links or resources we talked about in today's episode check out the show notes at beginner see you again next week